The ready reason for Catholic answers. Catholic.com. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Thank you for joining me this week on We Sing Our Faith. I have some very, very, very exciting news to share. My second book is releasing this week, and it couldn't be better timed. Um, We began the release and kind of the wonderful promotional teasers, if you will, of it, and that began on the wonderful Feast of St. Blaise, which for someone who does speaking and singing, what a perfect way to begin that with our uh, blessing of our throats and being ready to go and share the words of Jesus. And the final day of the major part of the release is going to be on the feast day of St. Bakita. She's known in Schio, Italy as St. Lucky, and that is on the 8th. So what a joyful number of days we have to, to work on this. And the reason that that date is so very, very meaningful in my life is many, many years ago, my husband and I had gone through a a major, major trial in our marriage. And we found out that during the worst of the adversity that we were facing down as a couple, this incredible Catholic community in Schio, Italy, on the other side of the world, was praying for us the whole time. And so to go and spend a week there and visit at her, um, at the church where her remains are and everything, just what an incredible blessing. And so it's just a fortuitous thing. Now that's the happy part of the book release. The part of it that is just really um, just so divinely timed by our precious Lord, and I'm going to ask prayer with what I'm going to share with you. Um, Here in Scottsdale, there is a very unfortunate event that has been planned, and it is during the weekend of February 11, 12, and 13, there is a group of Satanists who are going to be holding a conference here, and they are wanting to claim Scottsdale, Arizona for Satan. So this week, as we share the beauty of the Eucharistic embrace, and as we go through the, um, just the release of this book called Savior and Sustenance, acknowledging who we receive in the Blessed Sacrament, this, um, this time of grace, we are just praying, will touch the hearts of those who are planning this horrific event next week, and that those efforts will be thwarted, and that hearts will be converted to Christ instead. So I want to begin the program again with the title of the book is Savior and Sustenance, and it is our personal relationship with Jesus in the Eucharist. And so the first song that I want to go to is Manducate. And as I've shared this in previous episodes, Manducate is the Latin word for manger, which literally translates to take and eat. So from the time he was an infant in the manger, He was already inviting us to a life with him in the Eucharistic embrace. From your host, Julie Carrick, Manducate. Manducate, Jesus, fill me. Manducate, come receive. Manducate, life eternal, take and eat. The living bread In Bethlehem the house of bread 
song that I want to go to is literally the second chapter of the book, I Take You at Your Word. When we read the powerful, beautiful descriptions of what Christ was giving us when he spoke in Capernaum, and this is in John chapter 6, verses 35 through 63, he not only spoke the words, but challenged those listening to hear it over and over, to take it seriously. The things that were repeated were always important. He also repeated numerous times that he would go up to Jerusalem to suffer and die. Not just his words, but his actions are what we hear and what we, what we read and what we come to engage with in sacred scripture, that it wasn't just the words that would have been very easy for him, right? To say, yes, I can take this bread and wine and make it my body and blood. But it was the sacrifice that he offered of himself to fulfill what happened in that upper room, he went and literally gave his life for each and every one of us who would believe that he is the Christ and that when we dare to approach the Eucharistic banquet, we take him at his word that he is Jesus Christ under the appearance of bread and wine. But in that Eucharistic embrace, we come so close to him, but it requires action on our part. We have to take him at his word. And so, of course, the next song that I want to go to is the one that I wrote, I Take You at Your Word, as I was pondering that beautiful image of the Pieta, where Mama Mary looked down into those deceased and broken eyes, the broken body of her son. And as a mother, you know she was saying, Son, I take you at your word. You said on the third day you would rise. You said on the third day you would make all things new. I am taking you at your word. The maiden fair so long ago was praying in her room. Your messenger who spoke to her said life was coming soon. And with her, yes, she came to know the word of God in I learned from her to listen well and take you at your word. The twelve you chose would journey through three years that spend with you. You spoke to them in parables, and yet they knew the truth. Take you where you 
wheat made bread and grapes pressed down. There's so much more that's here. What passed my lips as food, O、oh、Lord? Oh, may my heart possess in purity. Of course, as we move in through the chapters of the book, the third chapter, that it, it came at quite a price. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. When we pray that prayer in the sacred liturgy of the Mass, do we even realize what we're saying? That the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem, the house of bread, the willingness of Jesus to be the Lamb of sacrifice for the atonement of our sins. You know, it's an amazing thing that so many times when we when we come to this incredible sacrifice of the mass, and we see this, you know, almost that stark white perfection of the host, that we can we can sometimes forget the price that was paid, that Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who was slain for us, who gave His life for us. And the horrific sacrifice, the horrific pain that he suffered in order to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. He gives us mercy, and he gives us peace. And one of the prayers that is so powerful that shares this is the Anima Christi. And there is such a powerful,、um, just a powerful revelation of what happens inside of this prayer, the Anima Christi, when we say those words: "Soul of Christ, sanctify me; body of Christ, save me," because it literally did. Blood of Christ, inebriate me. And I always laugh at that word, inebriate, but it's so perfect. Because to be inebriated means that we come under the influence of the substance that we have taken in. What better influence to come under the control of than Jesus Christ, that we would give our will into His for us? Water from the side of Christ, wash me, purify me, make me clean, and of course, passion of Christ, strengthen me. In those moments of adversity in our life, we turn to Jesus Christ, knowing that He suffered everything on our behalf. When we think we cannot make it through, 
All we have to do is look to the cross and realize it didn't end there. But in that great, beautiful action of resurrection, he opened wide the doors of heaven, opened wide the gates of paradise for us, that we would be able to come home to him and to celebrate with all the angels and saints forever and ever in his presence. So, the beautiful prayer, Anima Christi, that I set to music. I come to offer perfect praise to you To bring a gift of self to offer Kneeling here before you now I feel unworthy, Lord Help me lift my eyes to see to see you looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms that need your true embrace Into my hearing all my senses Into every breath I breathe Love 
comes to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms that need your true embrace Into my hearing all my senses Into every breath I breathe Jesus 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 Now as we continue through Savior and Sustenance in this wonderful kind of special episode during this release weekend of the new book, I want to go to the fourth chapter, and it's In Persona Christi, and why the Catholic Church is the only place that we truly receive the full, true Eucharist, Jesus Christ, under the appearance of bread and wine. This chapter is filled with powerful sharings by priests and what they experience during the Eucharistic prayers of the Mass. So two dear bishops, Bishop Neil Bucken, who is part of the Archdiocese for the Military, and the bishop in my home diocese here of Phoenix, Bishop Thomas Olmsted, give their insight, along with six amazing priests who were willing to share their journey. And these priests are from here in Arizona, from Nigeria in Africa, from Ireland, from New Zealand, um, from Oklahoma, and from Florida and also from Minnesota. Just some amazing men who are willing to sit down and have these discussions with me of what they feel in Persona Christi. So many times the world will take an action or actions of the few. And when I say the few, I mean less than 1% of priests in our world have been guilty of the heinous things that the media turns around to make it look like all Catholic priests are the bad guys. And yet the 99%, the 99 out of 100 of these beautiful men who without them, we would not have the sacred banquet to share in, to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. We need these men. And I know that because of the pain and suffering that people have experienced at the hands of the few we need to, to seek that reconciliation. We need to seek that healing. And if you are someone listening today who was affected in a negative way by a priest, reach out to a different priest. Reach out to another man of God who is true and, uh, and come back to the Eucharistic embrace. Because without these incredibly anointed hands of our priests, we would not have the Eucharist. So... The song, The Hands of the Priest, is where I like to go to next. i uh-huh. 
Mary's heart and part in our Eucharistic journey. How we can look to her for guidance as we try to go deeper in our relationship with Christ. You know, so many times, and I, I've said this on Marian episodes, our Protestant brothers and sisters think that we worship Mary. We do not worship Mary. We love her and we seek her guidance because God loved her in such a unique and perfect and lovely way that literally she conceived of the power of the Holy Spirit. The Christ who she bore, she conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. That is an amazing intimacy. That is an amazing connectiveness with God. And when her son, Jesus Christ, was born, Mary raised him. Mary raised him in the Jewish faith. He grew up in a household of love between her and Joseph, a holy family, not a family that was spared the heartaches and sadnesses, because we know from the very moment he was born and they had to flee into exile into Egypt because Herod wanted Christ dead. He was protected under the care of Mary and Joseph. And when they came back and it was finally time to present him in the temple, we heard those words of Simeon, that a sword of sorrow would pierce Mary's heart, knowing that her son would be the revelation of God who promised the Savior and what that was going to require on the hearts of the people who would either accept him or reject him. And Mary saw that. Mary journeyed with him in those three years of public ministry, and she heard him say those words time and time again, that he would literally suffer and die for the sins of the people, but then on the third day be raised and open wide the doors of paradise. You know, Mary is that mom. Mary is the ama. If, if Christ referred to God the Father as Abba, which is daddy, he most certainly referred to Mary as ama, mama his mama. In the words of the saints who have come before us, don't be afraid to love Mary too much. You can never love her as much as Jesus loves her. That's his mama. And thinking of Mary's life, the great joys and the great sorrows, I wrote a song for her and it's called Woman of Sorrow, Woman of Joy. Woman of Sorrow
we continue along the journey of Savior and sustenance, the next part that I want to go to comes from this focus of the just the the preparedness that each of us is called to do in order to receive Jesus Christ in the most pure and perfect way that we can. And what I mean by that is that so many times we look at the sacrament of the Eucharist, that we want to come to the Eucharistic banquet and just somehow have this Jesus and me moment, which it is. It is incredibly intimate to receive into our being, to receive on the tongue or in our hand, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, our Savior and our sustenance, God Almighty. And that when we consume him, as we are consuming him, we are being consumed by him in this most intimate Eucharistic embrace. But we can't take that for granted. And we should not approach the altar of sacrifice, the altar of the Eucharistic banquet, until we have literally prepared our souls to be purified vessels in order to do so. It is all gift. We cannot earn it. We cannot earn the grace. We cannot earn the gift of the sacrament of the Eucharist. But we can certainly review our lives And if it's been a while since you've been to the sacrament of reconciliation, I beg of you today to go, go to a church, ask the priest to give you this beautiful sacrament and to lay in front of the Lord, anything that is on your soul that should not be there. Take a beautiful examination of conscience. Look at the 10 commandments and say, which of these have I broken to any degree? You know, we may not have killed someone in breaking that fifth commandment, thou shall not kill, but perhaps we've spoken against someone. We've gossiped about someone. We've done something to kill a reputation of someone. Then there are the more serious ones. Have you been guilty of the sin of abortion? Have you taken the life of a child or have you helped someone to do that? We cannot with these kinds of sins on our soul approach the Eucharistic banquet and think that it's okay. We need to first seek that healing and merciful grace of reconciliation. I love to share the story of how I would, you know, prepare the table for Christmas dinner. And, you know, it's been a year since those dishes were used and we bring them down out of the cupboard and we set the table. And then we look at that beautiful crystal stemware that was last used some months ago. And I don't know about where you live, but here in the desert of Arizona, things get a bit dusty at times. And could you imagine serving that beautiful Christmas dinner, pouring the beautiful wine or that crystal clear water into dirty crystal stemware? No, nor should we allow our souls to be nourished when they are filled with the the dirt of sin when the beauty and the merciful healing of reconciliation makes us a purified vessel. And so the song that I want to go to today that kind of speaks this heart and speaks the part of this is called, What Kind of Throne Have I Prepared? Whether we receive in our hands or receive on your tongue, the beauty of the Eucharistic embrace goes so much deeper when we have taken that time to be well prepared to put forth the throne of our hand to receive the Christ or to put forward the throne of our tongue on which he will be set for us to consume him. What kind of throne have I prepared? What kind of throne have I prepared? Reaching out I draw you near 
chapters of the book that um, it's one of those that as I was writing it, I thought, you know, how do I approach this? What is the, the best way for me to approach this part of it? But it is truly the Eucharistic embrace, becoming one with Jesus in a true and real and physical reality. 
And in this chapter of the book, we're going to look at the correlation, the beautiful correlation of the sacrament of marriage and the sacrament of Holy Eucharist. True agape love, the total giving and receiving of oneself with Jesus Christ. You know, in the marital embrace, in the words of St. John Paul the Great, he said in the Theology of the Body that when husband and wife have that incredible union in the marital embrace, the pureness of the grace of the sacrament of holy matrimony in which that marital embrace happens is so strong that it literally kicks the devil out. And I believe that in our world, the way that marriage and the way that physical unions of people have become so distorted and so tainted by the the craziness of our world, I want to remind us, everyone listening today, that if inside the sacrament of matrimony, the marital embrace kicks Satan out, imagine that when we have that distorted and twisted version of that, where it is not within the sacrament of matrimony, you are literally inviting Satan in. And we have been seeing that all over our world. And it breaks my heart that it has come so close to my own hometown here in Scottsdale where Satanists would dare to gather here next week. So again, I am begging you to please pray for those who are planning this heinous thing that they would have a change of heart, that they would have a true conversion and find the reality of who is in the Eucharistic embrace. So the song that I want to share with you Uh, Michael Mede sings the voice of Jesus along with me, the song that was written by Skip West from Michigan. And when he asked me to record this song, it just struck me the beauty of this correlation between the Eucharistic embrace and the beauty of the marital embrace inside of the sacrament of holy matrimony. This song is entitled Fully Yours. Opens for my procession. I surrender for our life together. And a marriage meant forever. Seeking my transformation.
oneness of heart, we live eternally. Now we have time for one more chapter before we close out today, and it is the the adoration time, that once we have found Jesus in the beautiful Eucharistic embrace of the Mass, where we have sought that beautiful reconciliation in that sacrament so that we come to Him ready to receive Him as our Savior and our sustenance, our God and our King, the lover of our souls and our Lord we can then also take time with him throughout the week in Eucharistic adoration, face-to-face, listening, quieting ourselves, feeling and hearing the heart of Jesus. Um, This is an amazing part of our Catholic faith, to be able to come to him in Eucharistic adoration and have that one-on-one face time with Jesus. So, from me, your host, Julie Carrick, the song, Adoration. come to offer perfect praise to you, to bring a gift of self to offer. Kneeling here before you now, I feel unworthy, Lord. Help me lift my eyes to see, to see you looking into me.
gift of love first come from you Kneeling here before you, Lord, I know this truth divine You have set me free As you are looking into me to love you into these eyes that beg to see into my arms that need your true embrace into my hearing all my senses into every breath I breathe Jesus Jesus Again, thank you for taking this time with me today. I am so excited to share the new book, Savior and Sustenance. And of course, for the details on that and all of the artists whose music and ministry I share each and every week, please visit WeSingOurFaith.org. WeSingOurFaith.org. That's the site. The toll-free number, if you would like to order the book, you can do that at the site or give us a call, one 888 8806874 And now until next week may God bless you and keep you Your 24 hour a day source of Catholic inspiration This is the Guadalupe Radio Network Radio for your soul Para Car Care is a proud sponsor of KATH 910AM. Here at Para Car Care, we are devoted to automotive maintenance and repairs for today's family on the go. Are you looking for that personal touch? Someone who will listen to your problem and give you options that are manageable for you? We now have two locations to serve you. For the Euless area, 817-685-2222. And for the North Richland Hills area, 817-281-1388. We're on the web at paracarcare.com. Thank you and drive safely. So you're driving to work while listening to Catholic Drive Time. But you're not just driving any car. You're driving a midnight black 2022 GLA 250. Make 2022 your year by supporting the GRN and possibly winning a GLA 250 by going to grnonline.com and buying five tickets for $100 or $25 for one. Raffle ends February 21st and you must be 18 or older to participate. The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. Keeping you informed and inspired. 
Hi, Joe McClain here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. News and information, Catholic conversation, inspiration, fun, and prizes are involved. Log on to our website to get all the details, to find all the information, the podcast, the videos, and so much more. GRNonline.com. That's GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. This is Tony Beshera. My wife, Chris, and I own Babbage and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network, where you're also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babbage and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999, or you can find us on the web at Babbage, B-A-B-I-C-H, dot com. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas.